Welcome to this brand new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Mark van Horek and myself, Elias Krum, and brought to you by Marketing Guys, the MarTech agency based out of the Netherlands. Welcome to this new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. Today, I have Link Brown on the show, who is a partner at the at ClientSphere. He's based out of Switzerland, and we're going to talk about sales growth strategies, uh, specifically for European com- companies that want to uh, start business or expand their business in the US. Link knows everything about this. We're going to um, also use the MarTech angle a little here, see, see what, uh, what, what technology can do to help companies build their brands and, and cre- create more sales. But first of all, Link, could you give a brief intro of yourself? Uh, so, Elliot, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate uh, being here. Um, yeah, so my name is Link Brown. Uh, I'm originally from the United States. Uh, grew up in Ohio, which is middle of the U.S., uh, Midwest on the outskirts of a city called Cincinnati. I'm a chemical engineer by degree, lived in, uh, and then lived in New Jersey, just outside of New York, doing sales. Um, and then I've made my way over the last seven years, uh, was running the America's operation for a French company. Uh, we grew the business, moved over to France uh, to help them transition from a very regionally minded French company into a global company and uh, lived in Lyon for two years. And then we moved the business out of um, out of France into the headquarters out of France into Switzerland. And I moved with it. I was there for another four years. And now I've gone independent and really just trying to bring all the things that I love, um, you know, strategy, business, uh, people, culture. And being that un- that underdog mentality, bringing it to Swiss businesses and helping them, and other European businesses as well, and helping them really drive growth in the American market. Cool, cool. Can you give give some examples so people and listeners can feel what you're doing and and relate to what you're what you're actually building for those companies? Yeah, yeah. So my primary customers are those in the B two B space, uh, usually industrial companies. Um, but I've worked across all different types of um, all different types of industries um, in internet marketing, pharma, biotech uh, services as well. Because I try to use principles that are really timeless and really pragmatic, and I can go into that a little bit later. But specifically, what we do um, are um, so first building their strategy, working with them to drive lead generation. Um, lead generation, very specific and targeted in the U.S. Um, And then also reporting and analytics uh, for companies as well so that they can take that information, keep optimizing it for continued growth um, over time. And then also there's a sales component as well where we either work with their sales teams or I have outsourced salespeople that I use um, that I will train to um, if they don't quite have a foothold in the U.S. yet to help them drive growth in the states if they feel like they need if we feel like they need a, an american uh sort of an american doing the selling love it so those companies those swiss companies that you help and uh, create uh, uh, some better footprint in the us for um what are some of the biggest pitfalls that that you have seen them falling into Mm. Well, I think one really great thing about working with Swiss SMEs is that they're everything in Switzerland, because it's very expensive, uh, you know, that everyone is like 
built on a real, like really high value uh, businesses. So there's always a, a relatively straightforward value proposition that you're able to give. What I find is some of the pitfalls, I, I put them in two categories. The first is culture, um, because Swiss culture is very pragmatic. That I say that Swiss people buy certainty, where Americans buy a vision, right? And they buy the future. And it's a totally different way of a totally different way of selling. Um, and so um there there's a there's a lot of uh pitfalls that people find in terms of just in terms of the approach, in terms of the culture, it could be the way they do offers, the way they do service, um, and the value, the way they express the value proposition to the client. Um, and then I would say the second part is really um the approach. It's uh, very easy in the U.S. to get caught up in the noise of the market. I mean, it's such a big place that it's not hard to find a few customers. What becomes difficult is to sustain it and then to course correct when you are not getting the results that you want. And so uh, since Americans love to sell, since Americans love to and to be sold, um, you can get caught up um, like reverting back to your old culture and then um really having it go through the wrong lens when you start working with American um uh, service providers and you can end up spending lots of money in different areas could be marketing could be services could be just uh, general consulting help and um and you end up in a place where you where you feel stuck um so those are kind of the two areas I put them in the culture bucket and then the approach um and so we try to work to help people understand better about the culture and approach it differently um, but then also make the approach a very pragmatic, uh, I call it a get scale framework of working with clients. So I can imagine Link, that this this uh, this is great advice for companies uh, and people at companies that that have uh, started their first efforts on the US market and as you said, get get somewhere lost in the in all the, noise that that's going around as you said it's a huge market and i don't know how many people switzerland has it's it's probably millions uh whereas uh the us has, has hundreds of millions uh, of people so you need to make sure that you stand out um what of the what what's so what's what's the differences or biggest differences that you have seen uh at, when we're looking at a lead gen perspective is there a different way that you perform lead gen in the US compared to what you're doing in, in Europe or specifically Switzerland? Yeah, so I don't work with Swiss. I don't work to build business in Switzerland at all. I actually say, you know, I have people that I will revert to when it comes to building in Switzerland. Um, but I will give my perspective from selling myself and selling my own services mm -hmm. or being sold to, I think, in Switzerland as well um, versus in the US. Uh, in general, again, when I talk about um, the U.S. values this vision where Swiss values certainty, um, right? Like it's it's mm -hmm. uh, if you're selling a vision to someone, they actually think you're just uh, wasting their time. I'll keep from using another word, uh, but not being a you're not a very serious person. Um, you must come in and you must be very fact oriented, very direct very simple and and very and almost actually even understated in the way that you work here here in Switzerland. Um your network matters a lot. Uh who you know 
people always want to introduce you to someone or um, are afraid to actually introduce you to people because they don't, if they don't know you. And so it's very important to be connected into the right people. Um, and, and so there's also like this, this network that you need to understand in terms of selling within the local Swiss environment. In America, it's very different. I mean, it's a nation of immigrants, a nation of settlers. It's people who, you know, all different types of cultures. You were talking about the difference in number of people, 8 million people in Switzerland, 350 million people in the U.S. Um, and, um, and then there's not, okay, there's an American spirit that underlies the American consumer, but there's also a lot of very cultural differences. And I think it's almost um, like Americans are almost conflicted in the way that, that we see things. You can belong to multiple tribes. And so it's very hard to typecast one type of person, you know, just because they live in the South, uh, they're not one type of person, right? Or just because they live in the Northeast, they're not another type of person. There's a part of it, but there's also a part of like really getting down to this emotional need and these other tribe, sub-tribes that people belong to. So I think in the U.S., it's very important to speak much more emotionally to someone's desires and needs um, more than it uh, than it is just to where they where they live. Um, and and again, you have to be very good at defining what that real need, that emotional need is for a client for for your American consumers. Um, versus in Switzerland, it's just more much more fact based, logical. Mm -hmm way of working. I love that perspective. So um, what you're saying here is that the American market is with 350 million people versus 8 million in um, in the uh, Swiss market. But basically, that's that's over 40 times bigger. So let's say you're you're a marketer at an SMB company, and you're starting, um, it, let's say you're launching your American website, your potential market and your number of visitors, et cetera, might be 40 times as big, um, but mm -hmm. that that probably won't automatically lead to more business. So where do marketers start when they, let's say, start their business in the U.S. and want to expand? Because I, I can imagine it's not just some some local SEO efforts that will automatically lead to business. It's it, You probably have some, some better advice uh, for marketers. Yeah, I think... It, you know, um, so usually what I tell people is when you're starting, when you already have a European business, first thing is, is that you actually start with what you already have around you. Um, uh, so it's this idea of like, don't try to reinvent the wheel. Okay. So uh, it already exists. You already have clients. They've already given you feedback. Listen to it and use that as kind of like a guide as you start to go into the US, but you don't stop. You don't stop there. Um, you, you then you have to get extremely specific about your ICP, right? Your ideal customer profile. And everybody says this, but I think it's even more important in the states to get much more specific about who you're really targeting. And when you get there, it's then necessary to just go another step down to really start talking and. Uh, start talking to what are those emotional, again, the, what are those emotional needs that that person is going to feel? Not just, I, I've seen a lot of people do ICPs, uh, you know, in, in ideal client profiles, and they, they're they very 
they think it's specific because they know things like uh, they'll say they're 43 years old or they're this person like but it's but it's it's not specific enough in terms of the emotion behind why they're buying um and i think that's where you really need to go deep into depth uh, about it um another thing is um another way to put this is to say that you actually need to try to speak to one particular person instead of a group of people make all your marketing efforts towards one particular person um, and hone everything towards them. And that will be a much better way to, to and much simpler way to, to, to drive your marketing efforts forward. So practically speaking, um, because we, we are, I'm, I'm very, I'm just a, a very practical guy and I, mm -hmm. I have some, some, some experience here, but um, I'd love to hear your vision. Um, let's say, marketers have identified their ICP. Um, mm -hmm. They have a, uh, a steady business here in, in somewhere in Europe. Um, they are starting their efforts in the US. And as you said, it's it's a huge market. Um, would you, for example, uh, well, well, some marketers start, you know, first of all, launching their website. They um, perform some SEO stuff like uh to to be ranked high in google for for that icp um they also might want to start some advertising campaign could be linkedin advertising or google ads would you recommend a regional approach let's say based on specific metro areas like like the the bigger washington or the bigger atlanta or maybe where, where, where you you're from cincinnati so so the bigger cincinnati area um, would you advise a regional approach or would you say, no, uh, you could do a, 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 a like a nationwide approach in the U.S., uh, but very specific on an ICP? What's what's your experience and advice there? OK, so so I think it, it really depends on the type of product. Uh, there are I think if your product is. Is a broad ranging product. I would try to go to as narrow of a region as possible. Okay, like if you could fit, if you if you believe that your total available market in terms of people, let's just say is uh, uh, 50 million people, let's just say that's really broad, right? Could use your product. Then I would say that the, just as a general rule that you would want to start um, with something, a region small that's much smaller. Mm -hmm. if, it, if though that you only have 5,000, potential clients in the states, you can go, you don't have to do a regional approach, no. but you still, in any case, you must be very emotional in terms of the way you do it. I think another thing is this, is that um, is going, starting organic before you start paid. Um, Why, is that? Why is that? Well, because organic is going to teach you what people really want. Like you're going to get better feedback on how do you bring someone through a sales process? You're going to get better information on. Uh, uh, you're going to have a better connection to the client, so you you can get more feedback because what you want is not just instant results. What you really want is instant feedback, mm -hmm. and then be able to take that feedback so you can hone your message, hone your approach. Because again, it's super easy in the U.S. to spend a lot of money on marketing, um, on different types of paid ads. But if you don't know what to say, what the American consumer wants to hear in that specific 
thick person. And that's where you start to you you start to to uh, really bleed money, uh, lose it at the bottom of your 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 whatever analogy we want to use. Uh, it's it's very easy just to be very inefficient with your with your resources if you don't know exactly what you need to be saying. Mm -hmm. Love it, love it. I could talk for hours about this subject. It's it's not necessarily Martech related all, always, but um, I think it's very interesting to B two B marketers that wanna you know that have some experience in the U.S. Um, that um, are having difficulties to scale up or to to grow. Um, so for those marketers, I'll I'll include your LinkedIn profile as well as a as a link to your website so they can reach out to you, get some advice, et cetera, uh, should they want to. Um, as 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 a last question, I would um really like to to know because we as I said we could talk for hours, um, but what would be your number one tip for those marketers that that are struggling and needs to do what what's the number one thing they need to start doing mm. so i think the, the the what i tell people i mean what i know in just my life experience is that the answers to your problems are not found outside of you like you have access to the answers like even if you failed miserably in your marketing effort or in your sales effort, the answers to what you're looking for are actually there in the data and the information and the feedback that you've already gotten or that you could get from your current from your current efforts. You just have to see it in a different way. Mm -hmm. And so I would, before I looked to try to do all new things, I would first try to take a really fresh look at what you've already done and try to see it differently so that you don't just make um, radical changes, but you make very systematic changes that allow you to test and to be very agile in the way that you move. But to understand that the answers really aren't that far away. Any customer I've ever worked with, I've never had to reinvent everything um, for, for their business. It was really like they were almost 60, 70, 80% there. It was really just changing their mindset and the way they saw the data that they already had and then helping them really drive forward from there. Love that advice, Link. Thank you so much for being on the Marketing Technology Podcast. Um, hopefully, we'll have you back in the in the near future to to discuss some some more, and then we'll be might be more specific on on, on channels or whatsoever. Uh, I'd love for to. now, I'd love to uh, thank you for for being on the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review favorite podcast platform or itunes also if you want to be a guest or know someone that should be a guest to our show shoot me an email on e.crum at marketingguys.nl thank you for listening <laughs>